What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you for the spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, my people. How's everybody doing? What yes. Mo- what movie are we talking about today? Let's talk about this. We're movie. talking about two brothers, a widow, and a son. Two brothers, a widow. That's not the name of the movie, though. <laughs> No, the power a, of the dog. The power of the dog. Yes, so, it's it's part of our best picture nominee uh, review list. That's the first one that came up on top of the list. It's it. It took me a while to get to, to get to this movie. Yes. It was, I mean, I don't know. You know what it is? I feel like this is a common movie thing. Like when it comes to movies that are considered the Oscars, like a period piece movie. Dealing with like some type of Americana, yes. But I don't know why I just didn't feel like this was like as interesting as the other ones were. Maybe it took it took me some time to watch, to get through it. Let's go. Let's let's, let's dive into it. So okay, we start off with it looks like um, our two brothers that run run a successful family business, um, dealing with a herd cows, and apparently they're rich. Um. One, but one of the brothers is like kind of an ass. Yes. So they come across this kind of like lady who runs kind of like a B and B type yes. situation. Well, one of the brothers more the the one that gets that gets berated by his brother all the time. You know, I think that's the thing that threw me off a little bit was I cannot see Cumberbatch playing that role. Like it's not that I can't see him playing a, a kind of an ass because he plays an ass when he plays uh, Doctor Strange and when he plays uh, um, Sherlock. Yeah. But those are very, those are kind of like like the intellectual ass. But he's smart, though. It's not that he was, I'm not saying that the character is stupid. It's just that this kind of ass was more just, just mean ass. Just, I'm just being an asshole because I want to be mean to people. Like, he's sadistical, like, just kind of yeah. like an asshole. Like, so, it was just weird to see him play that role. I, I, I think it's hard to see, we see him in that role. So, it was hard for me to absorb it. I did think it was cute that, uh... Because Kirsten Dunst hasn't done a lot, and this was her and her husband. Because her husband was the guy who plays James Paulson. Yeah, yeah. It's her husband in real life. Yeah, which I don't. Which when I watched this movie, I once say so because I didn't know who the cast was. Because yeah. based on the cover I saw, I was like, oh, it's Cumberbatch in it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But when I saw it was Jesse Pol- uh, Pullman's, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I'm so happy for him that he got a lead role. Because a lot of the times he's he's always a secondary character. Except for that one um, Black Mirror episode. Yeah, other than that, yeah, but that was an episode, but he's never been, like, in a full-featured movie that he is, he's, he's, he was, he was as much as a starting cast as Cumberbatch. Yeah. Even though they, he didn't get enough screen time, but he was a pivotal story arc in it that involved him a lot because of the whole story. So, okay, here's one thing I kept on wondering is, and I mean, he's just doing it because he's just an ass, but, um, so, you know, that character got together with um, the lady, um, Kristen, Kristen Dunst's uh, character. Yeah, Rose. Which I feel like it was weird. Did they make her look old? Yeah. I feel like they tried to make her look old because not that she's not an older woman because she's, you know, whatever, but I don't. I feel like if I watch, if I see Kristen Dunst on... She's 39. She's still young. That's what I'm saying. She shouldn't look that old. They made her They made her out to seem a lot older. Yeah. like. But you know, maybe not older. 
weathered. Weathered. That would be a better word. Maybe because it, maybe because they wanted to make like it, make sure that you could see the trauma in her face. I thought it was like, because they didn't turmoils. want. Well, I thought it was because they didn't want to. It was difficult to show the son to be her son. Maybe no. You don't think so? Maybe to, because it was going to be difficult to prove that that was like to say, "Oh, that's your son," because he was, you know. No, it wouldn't be. I think more of the aesthetic appeal to what she looked like wasn't mm. because um, I, I feel like weathered would have been more, more, um, more better suited word for than mm. look older. Mm. Um, I feel because if, in the movie you, you soon become that she's an alcoholic. And but she's only an alcoholic because of the abuse. Yes, which the abuse is very it's very weird the way the abuse is like dealt because it's not like he's over here beating her or. And I'm not, and I'm not shaming it or anything. Like that. I'm just saying is that he, the way he's abusing her is a very subtle abuse. Very, very methodical. Like, yeah, it's, it, you could play, you could like with the piano. Yeah, like we just, we just want to hear a song. Just play something. It's, it sucks because it's kind of abuse that it's almost like if you were to complain about it, people would just kind of like ignore you because it doesn't sound like like he's doing anything to you at all. Yeah, but it's methodical. Like he's really like thought it out. Like the way he does, he messes with her. Um. But this movie, de- what what I think a lot of it was, this movie deals a lot with uh, not only abuse or um, um, loss because of the, the how her son deals with loss. It also talks a lot. It talks dives into a lot of a uh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, from basically the point of view of um, Cumberbatch's. A character and his supporting cast of the other people that are around him when they make fun of the kid, or they 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 insult him and they were like, "Oh, he's soft" or anything like. It just become he it just becomes um, it it becomes very apparent that that was a big a very big message that's coming across because at that time it was like you need to be rough and rugged and calluses on your fucking knuckles and your balls. To be called a man. Well, there was an interesting part where, so I just want to make sure we're clear on this this ending before I get into the details of. No, it. don't get to the end. Let's, let's get. Well, to because I want to make clear that because it was very slight the way they kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what? Because basically, okay, essentially, that that kid planned it. Yes. But they didn't even realize. Like, that's what that was so subtle with it. I was like. I wasn't 100% sure it, that's what happened. But obviously with all the the fact that he was experimenting on bunnies and stuff like that, like he... It, well, he was studying to be a doctor. Yeah, but, but it, it felt like... That's what I'm saying. I couldn't tell to the end like if it was really like... Because there was nothing to say like he... 100%, yeah, I planned it. He just... But but it, the way everything came together, especially because his relationship with Philip, with Phil before that... Was very toxic. Was very, yeah, he hated it. He didn't want to be around him. Yeah. So for him to just warm up to him so quickly, yeah, seems a little different. And then, um, and obviously everything that happened, but it, it was it was very. But I think his turn wasn't wasn't from the beginning. I think it was. What do you mean? His 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 plan to, so in the movie, is implied, or you pretty get the idea that, um. Uh, Kirsten Dunst's son, Peter, um, kills Cumberbatch's Phil character in the movie uh, by the way the ending of the scene and everything else that's strongly implied. It, you don't see how it's done, but it's given away the way 
how the movie is shot. Mm. And um, I don't think, and like how you say, you thought it was methodical way before they, he, he warmed up to him super fast. I think it was, there was a turning point where the wife was, had, she had like a mental breakdown and Phil at this point in the movie, for the, they say that he, once he takes all the hide from the cows, he burns them. That's something he does. So she gives it away to no, a, a traveling right, yeah. agent, a traveling, um, um, traveling Indian, gives it to them, um, and he gets mad and he goes on this berate of like how she's an alcoholic. And I think that was the point that she's like, he's gonna harm my mom one day. The way he's talking, and I guess, I felt like it was. I felt like I felt it was right. I felt like he 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 warmed like he felt like he saw everything and he came together. I think he planned it out. Like I feel, I don't think. Because the thing is, he there's a part where he actually warns him, and Philip just kind of laughs it off, where he talks about his father, and he says, yeah. "My father thought that I was way too strong." Yeah, way too basically strong made me cold. Yeah, and he just laughed it off like he not strong. But the thing is, that's what it bothers me. Like people are not looking at the things that he's doing, and one yeah. like for for example, one they berate him throughout the movie. It does not affect him. It doesn't bat at eye. He doesn't care at all. Like, no, he did at the beginning. He did. I felt like uh, he um, he plotted it out from the beginning. Yeah, when uh, oh, when he took he, his when, uh, with the flower. Yeah, when like he once he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill this guy right now. Yeah, yeah, he was. This is like, I don't know how methodical, how far back he thought it out, but <laughs> the fact that he was obviously experimenting on bunnies prior to look like a bunny was the reason for the whole situation in the first place. But also, I don't think was it was. A, I think the bunny was just him. Just showing that he has an ability, um, has the ability to be very tactful and very. I think for the movie part is for foreshadowing. I think that when he snapped the bunny's head off was more foreshadowing than anything because okay. because the first one it, you I think it just gives details is like he's real detail oriented because he was taking notes and he was like drawing like literally ligaments and everything else. So it's like he has. He could break something down just by looking at it. So he's like, he could break an idea of how he wants to kill this person. And I think that when he killed, uh, there was a scene that they went out to the ranch and they find a bunny and they were like trying to get the bunny on. The bunny breaks his leg and Cumberbatch goes, oh, just snap his neck. And like without even a second thought, he went, the snaps it. No, no, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the disturbing part of the, the That was. No, no, no. That wasn't the disturbing part. For Cumberbatch it was because oh. he was like. No, did these guys just really do this? No, the disturbing part wasn't that he snapped his neck because he told him to. He's like put him out of his misery. The disturbing part was that for like a minute prior to him snapping his neck, he showed him a lot of love. He pet him. He was yeah. like talked sweet to him. Then he snapped his neck, and that's where he was like, "Wait a minute." The thing is. That's also another foreshadowing. That was more foreshadowing than the. That's foreshadowing. Right? He's like he's seeing how he knows he's about to kill this bunny, and instead of like just snapping his neck, just cold, he treats him very nicely before yeah. he does it. So it just kind of tells you like this kid is, this kid is psychotic. Yes. But also, did, did you notice a lot of the the? Because obviously, when you find out that Cumberbatch, I think the reason for a lot of uh, the reason for a lot of his. Uh, his frustration and anger and, and angst, or the way he treats people, is usually because his he has this, I guess, this um, like he's he's, I think he's he's gay, 
Like he, he's into men, but he can't obviously tell anybody. He was a closeted homosexual, and from implying that his lover was Bronco Bill. Yeah. And he he probably, because here's the thing, you wouldn't be able to tell how his personality was before Bronco Bill to mm-hmm. now to see the uh, transition, but because Bronco Bill died, probably made him cold and probably made him. Well, to, basically to, the whole idea was that he was doing exactly. Colder than he was. Well, the whole idea is that everything he's doing to this kid was what Bronco built into him. Yeah. Also, like... It, was tra- it almost like felt like he was trying to breed him. Also, he didn't warm up to the kid until the kid found out about his secret. Because he knew. Yeah. So, it's like, obviously, well, he knows. Let me, you know, let me warm up to him. But, um... Uh, what was I going to say? But, like, they, with Cumberbatch, I don't know if you noticed this. It really kind of was weird. Um, There was a lot... Like, everything he did was sexual. Yeah. Which I thought was really, like... Bizarre, like everything, the rope thing, and then the it was weirdly everything he did was it was sexual nature, and I was like, whoa. This, I mean, I, I guess that's for in a sense like it's even just implying of yeah, but it's just it was just so like over the top, like especially when he was doing the, the pillars. Oh yeah, I was like, okay, this is just a little complex. This is weird. <laughs> like, where is this coming from? Like, because it was just like it's it's almost like I get when you when you when things like like for example. The scene in the barn where obviously they seem like they got really kind of into each other um, with the cigarette thing. Yeah. That would be a scene where, yeah, him doing the rope in a sexual way can lead up to that. But just the fact that there's all these other open scenes, almost everything he, once basically he starts warming up the kid, everything he does around that kid seems weirdly sexual. Yes. Which I thought was like, okay, that's a little over the top, but continue. (laughs) <laughs> but continue. <laughs> Keep going, so, bro. So, Keep going. Um, yeah, it was. It was. An it was a movie. slow. It was a slow burn movie. It was, too slow, it was like, a very slow burn movie, and I think that's what you you should expect for most for most Oscar Best Picture movies. If it's not like way over the top, I guess because if you compare comparing it to like, I want to say, Don't Look Up, like how we did. That was that was a way different paced than this movie even though the different genres pretty much and storyline but i feel like the standard of all best pictures movies is like a slow burn that's very yeah but that's what i mean uh, like ca- character driven than anything this is like it's one kirsten does character she didn't really like in all honesty she didn't fly off the screen for me um None of the characters really flew off the screen like that. Like, I but really she was a catalyst for a lot of things that happened. No, she was. What I'm just saying is, but that that's, I think that's what her role was. It was it was not just to come off the screen, but but to be a catalyst to what causes everything to go into effect in different parts. I think Jesse Pullman's came out on screen, even though everything was surrounding Cumberbatch. I think that the um, the kid that played Peter, he was decent. He he his scenes when he came in. You, I think he, if it was like he was a sociopath, he played the perfect sociopath. Like that, that yes. as make a, make himself across as weak, and, but he knows he has the mentality to kill anybody. With well, Okay, so what I mean by this movie is just, it was just bizarre for me because, okay, like, so let's look at some of the, some of the, let's go some scenes. The character, yeah. well, just scenes, the character arc stuff. Like, so the character arc of the arguments between um, Christian Dunst and Phil. Yeah. You would think that would bubble up into a straight up argument between them, but they never did, right? No. Or 
the treatment of Phil with his brother, even though, you know, I'm guessing the reason he had such ill will towards Rose was because in a sense, you know, he's taking his brother away. She was being a Yoko. Yeah. But the thing is, is that look how he's treating his brother in the first place. Yeah. Calls him a fat, you know, a fat ass the whole time. You know, and the thing is, his brother never confronts him. And, like, that would have been interesting if he confronted him about the whole situation. Like, so those are character-driven aspects of the movie that I'm like, or or even the fact that he was a closet uh, homosexual that shared a relationship with the reason, the, technically, it it maybe appeared that it, either he did have a, honestly, I think he was abused. I don't think, I, I don't think that he was, that he was, that he, that he, that he, so that were lovers. I think that he did. Because he was basically a kid when this guy so was he training breed, him to he, he be, breeded him. Yeah. And then he, almost like Stockholm Syndrome, that he just fell in love with. with That's what I'm saying. Uh, but it was abuse, and that abuse was never discussed. Because remember, that room that, that they were in looked like a private spot for him. Yeah. And there were all these magazines that were originally the other cowboys, the other guys. So that means Bronco he would, Bell. Yeah, Bronco Bell. He would sh- go in there, probably show it to him. It's not like, so I don't know, the way that they made it seem wasn't that, that they were lovers at that, but it was more that he was his victim. Yeah, no, but they were... And it looked like he was trying to do the same thing to... Yes, yeah, but I feel like it mo- I'm almost like it's... it's I don't, I don't want to say the rite of passage, but it was like just passing down the torch. Be like, he, he breaded me to be like this and I fell in love with him because if the way I... The instant I knew that there was something more uh, between Cumberbatch's character and and um, Bronco Bill was the first time he took off his saddle and he started cleaning it. And he was very like, you could see that like, he put a lot of detail and effort to like cleaning or fixing or whatever it was, what he was doing. And I'm like, you wouldn't, based on the, the, the atmosphere of what the setting is at, if it's just a friend, you wouldn't do that. Unless I'm like, is Bronco, at first I was like, is Bronco Bill a father, but they never said they never referenced him as father. So I was like, he had to be something that was close enough to almost a father figure, but a little bit more. Yeah, of course. And and that's what it, and that's what instantly I'm like, your Bronco Bill was like his lover, and I'm like, because if it, if he was a victim, he wouldn't have kept it as a shrine. You'd be surprised, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. If he if he was that much of a victim to Bronco Bill. That affected him to be that way. Then I wouldn't like. I it, just, he, it all depends on how old he was when he. How long he's been breeding, breeding him? Yeah, like how long he was like, because uh, you know, because like I said, like it, it was. I felt like it was implied that he was super young when it happened. Yes. Um. So that was obviously something. That's what I'm saying. That wasn't even an issue that got confronted either. So it felt like all these little different, very big, huge character arc issues that could have been argued, discussed, and, 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 and seen through that you usually see in Oscar-winning movies would have come up, but none of them came up. It just all came out of nowhere that the son was a psychopath who basically somehow orchestrated a perfect murder. Yes. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. That was like, it just... It caught you off guard. Like no, that. I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't know, but I feel like these movies get way more, like, nothing wrong with this movie, but I feel like these movies get way more... Um, reverence than any other movie. It's almost like this is the movie that the people that the, the Oscars look look at. They won't look at a, a, like like you know, let's say something that even has comedy in it. But the fact that they looked at look up at all seems weird. Yeah, because it seemed like something like more of a social commentary type movie with a lot of you know. But 
they look like this is the kind of movie that, that like these actors go for this type of movie just to get that. Yeah, that I think award. I think I think I would have nominated the final duel before I would have nominated this one, even though this was a good movie. But the final duel looks like it would be an interesting movie. But even then, that's what I'm saying. I feel like people do these kind of like actors do these kind of movies just to get their nomination out there and get it like because I feel like there's always one of these movies in every single Oscar are running. You yeah, know, like there's always a time period, time piece. It's always a time time period in American and Americana, like type like uh, you know 1800s or you know like yeah. early 1900s where, and it's always about something dramatic. And the thing is, is like it just feels like an easy win. Type thing. It's like you, we're gonna make this easy win movie. Yeah. Um. You know, we just gotta make it really interesting. You know, throw a little curveballs in there. I don't know. It just it feels like they get more reverence, they get more advantage for this kind of movie. Yeah. Than if they let's say if they you were to make let's say imagine this movie was something more of a modern retake. If this was done now, you know, where Philip was also like the brother, the run thing, whatever. And all the all the same elements, all the same elements, just not that. I feel like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gotten the second look. Okay, I can see what you're saying there from that. That's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like these, they're 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 carving out a certain type of movie for the Oscars to say that those are the those are the movies that are going to win Oscars. Yeah. Instead of just picking movies that are good. Yeah, but yeah, I understand what you're saying because a lot of the movies that were considered. Uh, Popular popular movies are are normally never nominated or rarely nominated. I won't say never are rarely nominated for best picture. Popular movies, yeah. But I think it's because they they I I don't know if they and this is more into the going to the Oscars is like the who who they have in the the cabinet uh, the the cabinet of Oscars who chooses these movies and how they big pick maybe they need more diversity. Because usually they usually tend around the same type of movies every year. There, at least if it, I, I think there's like nine nominated, and I can tell you every year at least five or six of the nine nominated are usually generally the same type of movies every year that come become nominated in it. But we we'll keep moving back. Let's get back to this movie. Um. So yeah. So you were talking about the relationship between Rose and Phil, then Rose and. Jesse Pullman's character, which I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, I agree with you that there were a lot of issues or uh, uh, thematic stories that could have been, uh, could blossom more to, to, to dive into that conversation and more just, of the character. Say, if you're going to give this movie an, um, a nod, like, you know, an Oscar nod. I felt like there were so many topics in the movie that could have been seen through. Yeah. But they didn't. And that's why I'm like, okay, so why do we give... I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an interesting twist at the end, but at the same time, it's like... I intru- it just yeah. didn't feel warranted. It didn't feel organic. Yeah, but if you... And, and I'm thinking about... And when I thought... And thinking about this, like, now while we're talking, mm-hmm. and it comes into to thought was, like... It's almost like real life a little bit because there's... There's in any family dynamic, there's always going to be an underlining story or underlining situation that never gets brought up ever just because it's always been hushed. Like the brother never addressed why his brother torments him and f- had brings instills fear into his group or awe, whatever he's trying mm-hmm. to do, 
or the um what was his intention what was a Cumberbatch's intention to fill with Peter's character is it is he trying to breed him or is he trying to show the possibility of love and you don't see that through because a lot of and I think that they, they, they try to put so many strings out there to be like this is a dynamic that happens in, in normal life is like there's so many different storylines there's so many different interactions or relationships that never get fully blossomed through they just stay where they're at so that's why in that in that essence I'm like I, I understand what you're saying is like there's so many topics that they could have they could have focused on, but I think if they would have focused on then would have hinged the movie just on that thematic theme or that that topic. Well, the, but this one is they were trying to pull so many they, they had so many relationships and so many different backgrounds and stories and everybody's emotional journey that you never got to see it fully through because you're focusing on a small, such a small aspect of all these things that can be pulled in different directions. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I just felt like they they took kind of the easy way out on the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm like, like I said, it, it would have been more interesting to see, because it would have been more interesting to see um, Kristen Dunst's character, Rose, and Phil have it out. What is your problem with me? What's going on? Like, why, yeah. are, you, why are you putting me in this position? Or that somebody called film like because that was another red flag. That's another foreshadowing that you should have realized is that this kid loved his mother. Like yeah. He showed it a lot that he absolutely loved his mother, but yet Phil would talk crap and he never defended his mom. He never yeah. defended his mom to, to Phil at all. So you were like, wait a minute, if this kid loved his mom so much, why would he allow that kind of conversation to happen? Because he knew if he would have taken what? taken him head on, then he no, it was gonna, it was going to be violent. And Not Phil necessarily, because Phil, well, no, because Phil, his brother confronted Phil at the beginning of the movie where he told him that she cried, and he didn't really like argue that he should have. You know, he was like, "Oh, you know, like." But that's the thing. That's a relationship between like, his, his, him, and his brother that he I'm has. Saying, like you know, like if what I'm saying is, I think that's, I, I think that that happened that way because he was trying to win him over. So in his mind. He didn't care what his relationship with Phil was or what Phil believed. He just was trying to get close to Phil, so he knew if he would defend his mom too much, yeah, like he, Phil wouldn't get close to him. So that's another red flag that you knew that something was wrong with this kid, that he was not defending his mother. However, that being said, it would have been interesting, especially at the end too, like where he's like, "Oh, you, you know, it's like the brother, the brother, like the his brother didn't even defend his wife at all either. Like, you know, she's drinking, you know, like whatever." He's like. Why is that, Phil? Why? Why is she? Why do you think she's drinking the way she? Because you didn't drink before she got here. You make her drink. Yeah. You torture her in the way you do your thing. You bring her. So don't come here and you know start demonizing her for doing something because you're making her life a living hell. Like something like something to call him out. Yeah. So because if it was a if it was an asshole, but at the same time. It seemed like he didn't realize he was being an asshole. Like he felt justified. Yeah, but I he wasn't a vi- he wasn't the villain in his own mind. Never is. But if you called him, <laughs> if you called him on it, I think he would he would fold a little bit. Like oh, I don't. know. It was just an interesting movie, but I just it, it just seemed weird that this was an Oscar nod. Yeah. All right. You have a quote. Actually, my favorite my favorite thing was the scene, um, the the kind of the the banjo guitar thing. 
Benji was trying with that where like she started trying to play she's very subconscious yeah and he's up there just playing it out like like playing what she's playing but playing it way better to make her feel like she's yeah <laughs> I remember that scene yeah so that that would be my favorite quote I guess in the movie and I think my quote would be just the ending line uh, where they read from the scripture would have been deliver my soul from the sword my darling from the power of the dog really yeah what did that affect you so I don't know. I think it was is poetic, poetic, into what the whole movie was about. But now we get into the ratings. How many Nickies do you give the power of the dog? Three Nickies. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I feel like three Nickies. Giving her an Oscar nod movie three Nickies, but I'm sorry, it's just it really wasn't um, my type of movie. Not a problem. Three Nickies. For the power of dog. All right, guys. Next week, we'll be reviewing Coda, uh, which is another Best Picture nod uh, nomination um, that is on Apple TV. And like that, you'll hear our next movie about that, our next review. And like always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. At from my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com and like always tell a friend send a friend bring a friend see you next week